Hello everybody, welcome and welcome back to Be the Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, we do anime shit. Yeah, we do the thing, hooray! And immediately, my dog starts barking. <laughs> oh. Tilly! Oh. Excuse me one second. You're good. <laughs> All right, how to fill airtime in the meantime. Um, you can just hang out down here. Are you coming? Freddy, you coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What well, no part of this. Yeah. <laughs> Are you coming or no? There's no footsteps, nothing. <laughs> okay. Goodbye then. Uh, Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. We only slightly want attention. It's okay. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Barking at the top of the <laughs> stairs, looking down the stairs to be like, hey, come up. What are you doing Mom. down there? Mom, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy dogs. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, you know what we didn't get into on the last episode? Because what? we were too busy having like a just a real episode, like just talking about life and shit. Mm. We didn't talk about the baby metal concert and how much fun that was. Oh, geez. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was such a blast. <laughs> easily, easily top three concert that I've been to. And I've been to hundreds of concerts in my time. Oh, that's so good. It was so good. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, man. I want to go again. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get tickets again. Go see them. Oh, the, the next time they do a world tour and come back, I am 100% going. That was, oh, was so worth it. Check the dates for when we're in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. for real, though. <laughs> That is something that I would love to do while we're over there. Like, see if any mm. of the artists that I regularly listen to are having a show at some point during that. Yeah. And then try to make that work. Because I would love to do that. Yeah, that would be so fun. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, I, I just want to see Japanese concert culture. Yeah. Because I know how their wrestling culture is. Mm -hmm. Like, they're very, like, I don't know if you pay attention to like pro wrestling culture or anything like that, but just how crazy American crowds are and like how excited mm -hmm. everybody is. But Japan is very reserved until mm -hmm. like something big happens and then they applaud and whatnot. But then yeah. I see concert footage and everybody is like losing their damn mind. So I'm like, I am very intrigued by this. So yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued by Japanese sports ball as well because, like, like Japan is competitive when it comes to certain um, genres of sport. Mm -hmm. 
like baseball, they're like second only to America. Yeah. So I don't know. I would be interested to go and see a sports game as well. If I don't know if they play baseball during like our season or Mm. like what their particular season is. But I mean, hey, if they're playing while we're there, I'm down to go to a baseball game too. Yeah, we got to figure out when the sumo season is, see if we can get. Oh, that would be so much fun. Right? (laughs) Oh. So much stuff that we won't be able to get done in one trip, but that's okay because no. we just do more. <laughs> yeah, just do multiple trips. I mean, so it was one of those things that I got to thinking about because I know how you are with like skiing, snowboarding, that type of mm-hmm. thing. And I know I've been incredibly adamant that I would not do it. But if you wanted to take a trip, over there for like winter and like make that part of it. I am totally down to do like a the hot spring ski resort trip. That would be sick. And you know what? It would be really easy for you to land there as well because Japan has like the best powder in the world. So if you fall over, it's just like a cloud. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they get like feet of snow. Like insane so the only issue you might have is finding some ski pants that will like be long <laughs> enough <laughs> now at that point like i would wait wh- what are ski pran- pants <laughs> i can ski speak <laughs> what are, what are ski pants <laughs> they are like a like a, i was gonna say like a ski jacket but pants but you know how a ski jacket is is <laughs> um, like a windproof um insulated pair of pants they've got like um uh elasticated under layer that goes around your boot so whatever your ski or snowboard boots that like stops snow going up into your pants from the bottom and then they have like uh they're yeah they're windproof they're waterproof They've got basically, yeah, uh, some of them have vents, might have vents in the thighs as well. So you can like aerate your body because otherwise you're just in plastic. But yeah, I don't know how to describe them really. They're like, <laughs> they're just like a coat, but for your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. and the, But their main job is just to keep you, like I wear my ski pants more than I wear my ski jacket mm-hmm. because if it's hot, like, if it's a really nice day, super sunny, I'll just wear, like, a hoodie. But I will still wear my ski pants because, like, when you're lacing up your boots or, like, I snowboard, so I'm constantly sitting down. Um, it's, like, I'm, like, looking at my this webcam, but it's this webcam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I barely look at the webcam. It's just me looking at your face. <laughs> I try, I try. It's more of the, it's just more of the conversational aspect, I guess, than anything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I wear them more than anything because like you're constantly sitting down, getting back up again. If you want to take a break on the side of the mountain and just like enjoy the view, um, like if you have to tighten your boots at all, if you have to, like if you fall over, you're going to wet your butt more than you're going to wet anything else. And the getting wet part is more uncomfortable than anything else because even if it's a really nice warm day when you're going at speed and you're wet that wind will get through and that's why like it's really nice when they have when they're like higher end ones and they've got vents because then it stops you getting too sweaty because again Mm -hmm. same thing as soon as you get sweaty 
when you're hot, then you go up on the chairlift and the wind is blowing and you're not moving because you're sitting in a chair and then you're freezing cold. So makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So ski pants are something I would invest in. They're good. Good to get we'll a pair of those. 100% do that. I will look into that for whenever we decide <laughs> yeah. to make that trip. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would probably be easier for me to get you some. I mean, probably. If I was we like, sit I here and be completely just... honest. Yeah, I was like, are, I'll just get you You are you in some. the country of <laughs> ski pants. <laughs> like, and there's some, they're like, Canadians will have your sizing. So, like, you won't need to worry about, like, ordering from, like, because that's the thing is, like, in Japan, you're you just not going to get the length. I'm not going to get anything. <laughs> it's like, so listen, do you have sumo sized for six, four people? <laughs> Um, I'm yeah, just, I'm just going to tower over everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tower over everybody. I'm above average yeah. height for a Japanese male, so I'm yeah. going to tower over everybody. But like you, <laughs> it makes me think of the TikToks where like the husband never loses his wife at a grocery store by like clipping a balloon to the back yeah. of her shirt without her knowing. I'm not even yeah. going to have to do that. Like we'll just no. be able to just go, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> like I see you. <laughs> No, that'll oh. be funny. I would recommend um, trying to find a pair of like cycling shorts. This is my hack for like the padded snowboarding. Shorts? Yeah, yeah, because that padding that they have on your tailbone comes in serious handy when you're learning how to snowboard and or ski. Um, because when you sit down, you tend to like go pretty heavy on your butt, and it's not necessarily that you're falling heavy every time, but it's that you're repeatedly falling um, mm-hmm. because you just have to to learn. And then uh, you end up with a pretty sore butt. But again, one of the great things in being in Japan is that the powder is so good that it'll be like falling into a cushion. Whereas I learned on ice because um, it's too cold here in Alberta. Yeah. It's one of those things, too, that one good thing I have going for me is my pro wrestling background. Mm. So I at least know how to fall and protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. So at least that's a plus of being able to keep myself in track. Yeah, there's a, a there'll be some adjustments to falling because obviously you're strapped into plastic. Yeah. Um, well, not quite plastic, but you know what I mean. Um, with skis, skis have a safety mechanism where they will pop off if they think that you are in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you're less likely to twist your, like, because they're individual legs, one could get caught, go sideways, twist your leg, and then your knee will over-rotate, and it's just not nice. So they have a safety mechanism where they will pop off in that case. Snowboards don't. You are strapped in. So, Mm -hmm. but you are also, like, both of your legs are the same way, so it's harder for you to, like, you won't twist one leg off. You'll just go. Your whole body will go. You'll go. (laughs) I go tumbling down the mountain when I come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but snowboarding has more of a danger of wrist breaking, wrist injury, because mm. you'll fall backwards and you'll try and brace yourself on your wrist. And yeah, yeah and that's the that's the number one rule we're taught. Whatever yeah. we're training to be pro wrestlers is do not fucking catch yourself. Yeah. Two rules: don't catch yourself and tuck your fucking chin. Yeah. Yeah, with figure skating, when I was taught that when I was a kid, it was don't catch yourself, tuck your chin, and tuck your fingers, because I was in a learning class when I was like seven or eight years old, 
and this girl fell over. We were like learning how to skate. Like we were going from one side of the rink to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and she fell over and this big old dude who was taking lessons over her finger. Oh. And, uh, uh, yeah, he was probably three times her weight um, with blades on his feet. Luckily, they were rented, so they weren't that sharp. Um, and yeah, but, but it wasn't. Still. It wasn't pretty. I, so, that's fucking terrifying. That was that was a very good lesson for me to now always remember to tuck my fingers in. Like that will <laughs> never go out of my head. Well, I mean, also being somewhat trained in a kitchen like not professionally mm. trained but having worked in kitchens and whatnot like you always tuck your fingers away from the blades mm-hmm. like always cut against your knuckles don't ever mm-hmm. cut with your fingers out that type mm-hmm. of thing yeah yeah that's that's fully fully the way to go Ugh. Ugh. The... yeah no <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm good <laughs> I'm good it's funny because like so we're covering Demon Slayer this week. We haven't said, but um, in this this ser- season, there was one moment that gave me that same feeling as the fingers, like the heebie-jeebie, uh, and that was when his foot goes. Yep, that, yep, I get that. That, was, <laughs> that was too much. That almost made me turn off and take a break. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's too much. I don't, <laughs> ew, that's so gross. Fair enough. I, I 100% get yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, why do you need to animate that? Like, that was, <laughs> it was enough as it was. And then you had to go and just. <laughs> well, it's like whenever, it's like for some reason people get so, I don't know what the type of word is, but because the first thing that comes to mind is invested, but it's not invested, I guess. Um, Fuck enamored or whatever i'm trying to think of whatever you just get like so caught up in like seeing injuries happen mm. it's like a car crash like you can't look away for some mm-hmm. reason it's like that type of thing where it's just like oh god why i mean yeah. i get why but why <laughs> philly yeah yeah Ugh. Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm good <laughs> it's like like i don't know like five or so years ago on youtube it was like a huge trend to do that 5050 reddit challenge oh yeah yeah it's like oh you might get this but you might get this what are you gonna get and yeah it's just like why yeah and it's like dude falls on 27 cactuses or a kitten (laughs) you can just look up a picture of a kitten if you want to see a kitten (laughs) exactly like i don't get it i mean I guess just because it is a whole YouTube thing. Yeah. So, like, I get the popularity of it, but also, why? Like, why would you put yourself through that shit? No. It, just, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, there's, there's certain aspects of the world that I'm totally okay with not ever seeing. I'm right there with you, 100%. Mm. Although it is a bit for you and I about telling people to go sit on a cactus, but not not that many cacti. <laughs> no, not that many. Just one. Yeah, yeah, just 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 one. She's around here somewhere. Yeah, she's back there. <laughs> yeah, mine's upstairs. My stuff's prickles. <laughs> mine's mine's are real prickles. Oh, I killed my real prickles. Really? I probably overwatered the bastard. I was gonna say, why. how did you kill a cactus? Look, all right, if watering it more or like watering it once a month is too much, that was probably a problem. 
Yeah, my brother did the same thing. He watered his cactus once a month, religiously. Um, whereas I live by the ADHD method of I forget, and then whenever I get around to it, I water it, and all of my succulents do just fine. <laughs> See, that's why I'm just glad that I have the plush one now, because yeah. <laughs> for one, it matches the work that I did on all of the emotes and stuff. But yeah. also, I can't kill that one. Yeah, ADHD method watering for succulents it. works great. Because sometimes they go six months without being watered, and sometimes they get a little bit of water once every other month, or once a month, or sometimes even once every two weeks. But it keeps them on their toes, and they live just fine. <laughs> I'll we'll have to keep that in mind if I ever decide to get more succulents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it kind of, I guess it's because it's the best way to replicate their natural environment. She's like, surprise, rain. Surprise, rain. And now you're dry for a while. <laughs> now you're dead. Now you're going to die. Now you need to suck up a load of water. And now there's nothing for a year. And then here you go. Loads of water. And then nothing. <laughs> It's like, oh, flood. Nope, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Flash flood? Uh, sorry. No, not anymore. There's a drought now. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. Nature. I was going to tell you something about nature. Oh, teeth. Why were we talking about teeth? Were we talking about teeth? No, there was something. Oh, it's relevant to the anime. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get there. All right, you have piqued my interest. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, well then. <laughs> I, I'm curious enough to just be like, all right, fuck the rest of the small talk, let's get into this, because now I want to know what teeth has to do with Demon Slayer. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, at this point, it's season three. Same shit, you photable, same, like, same everything, like, it's... Uh, there's no background I can do at this point that's not the same. But yeah. there was a fantastic animation budget increase for oh, this yeah. season. No oh, yeah. it's so mm -hmm. fucking pretty. Yeah, but still so true to the quality of the art style that they've had so far. Like, it's so good. Yeah, it's just like, hey, let's take our CGI budget and bump it. Mm-hmm. And I have no quarrels with it. No, it's so seamless. Mm -hmm. There's some of it to where it's like, all right, that might be a little questionable, but I like what you're doing, so I will let it happen. Mm -hmm. And you're so invested into the storyline anyway that you really have to have, like, analyze a brain on to even be able to notice it. Yeah. The hard part about it for me is that I am a manga reader. Mm -hmm. I have read entirely through it. So I can't watch this and not be analytical about it because I mm -hmm. know everything that's going to happen. But mm -hmm. even still, it's like, okay, I, I see what you're doing. And it's noticeable, but also I'm fine with it because how else are you going to, you know, replicate the things that you're trying to do? Because with as much shit that goes on in this season, there's no way to not do that and still get the level of quality that you photable brings to the table. Mm -hmm. So by all means, keep it up. I'm okay with it. Tamayomi, take notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not photable, that there's going to be anything it. for them to apply those notes to, because, oh my God. <laughs> you photable. Reboot Tamayomi, please. 
I wanted to like the show. I really wanted to fucking like the show. The concept of it was so good. It had so much potential. And then... What? (laughs) Still better than Dive. Storyline-wise. Animation? Absolutely not. Mm, I don't know about it. You can't even. You can't even <laughs> give that. I fucking hate dive. Don't don't put it past me. You're gonna watch Tommy always animation again, and then you're like, <laughs> dive was pretty. No, free is pretty. Dive was pretty. No. Yeah. I would rather vomit than watch Dive again. It's just a story that you didn't like. Now, granted, I would watch Tamayomi and vomit, but still. <laughs> <laughs> They're both irritable for different reasons. Ugh. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're going to watch a sports anime, just watch Haikyuu. Oh, 100% watch Haikyuu. Or Free. Free was very free good. Free was good. Kurokono Basuke is also very good. Food uh, Wars counts as a sports anime. <laughs> Watch Food Wars. It's competitive Wars. enough. Yeah, All Out was good as well. Yep. Um, I mean, else? even Blue Lock was good. If they Blue had just Lock changed the setting up, it, it would have been much better. Yeah. Blue Lock was good. It just felt like it dragged on a little bit. But then also, it didn't have that comedic element that um, Haikyuu and even Free has. Yeah. And it just felt like it was kind of taking itself a little bit too seriously, in my opinion. Yeah. I would like an Olympic anime. Like an anime on the actual Olympics. That would be sick. That would be interesting. Because we did have that debate whenever we watched Dive about whether or not it was an advertisement for the Olympics. Yeah, I kind of feel like it was. That was it. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. I don't know. Who knows? Or like at least like country pride of people being like, we're going to make an anime about kids getting to the Olympics because the Olympics are going to be in Japan. And then they didn't have like the budget or execution or whatever because it was just kind of for fun, you know? They put the concept into chat GPT and let it write the (laughs) (laughs) storyline. The Olympics are in France this coming year. (gasps) I know. Let's go get a baguette and watch some the some something. sports. Yeah, I sports would ball. Me down. Go sports I would ball. So me down to go to the Olympics. I want to at some point in my life. I want to go to see some events at the Olympics. I am totally down. I wonder where they're yeah. going to do the Winter Olympics there because I feel like that would be a fun trip. Yeah, I mean, we had the Winter Olympics here. Funnily enough, the Olympics have been in both of my home countries, and I've seen neither of them. Uh, because they were in Vancouver in 2010 and then London in 2012. Didn't see them. Boo. Yeah. I did and get you the... you call yourself a sports ball enthusiast. I, I did get the <laughs> Vancouver 2010 Olympic ski poles, though. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Fancy. They're still my ski poles because um, I haven't grown since then. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm Just... mainly snowboard as well, but yeah. Just like, whoop, and you're here. <laughs> yeah, I was 13, full height. <laughs> nice. Everyone in my class, I towered over them. Boys, I was a head taller than them. And then high school <laughs> hit, and then they went, whoop, and I was like, oh, that's new. <laughs> it's like, hey, didn't... Since huh. when? <laughs> yeah. Since when were you, like, the same height as me? Like, well, this was, we were away for summer, and then what happened to you? And then, like, the next year, I'm like, hang on a second again. 
Why are you taller than me? When did this Just happen? Like, it's like eighth grade, ninth grade. 10th grade <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly how it went except some of those some some guys it would be 10th grade and they'd be like how am i not grown yet <laughs> like, oh, that's a, that's a you thing <laughs> i swear one of these days i'm gonna oh, hit my growth spurt again motherfucker <laughs> by graduation <laughs> just you wait i'm like uh-huh sure yeah uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> oh, did um, did I tell you about how I decided to torture my one uh, friend that joined us randomly on D and D? No. Okay, so one of our friends in that group, we had no clue she was wanting to play. Mm-hmm. So, um. The Saturday before the session, she was like, yeah, I can't wait to play with y'all. We're like, hold the fuck up. (laughs) How long have you been going to play? Like, as the dungeon master, if anybody needs to know if you're going to play, it's me. Because I'm the one that has to prep all of this shit. (laughs) Now, granted, I'm running them through a section of a module called the Death House. And it's already hard enough as it is. Mm. So it's not like I have to change my prep too awful much. Mm. Um, I got to let them meet a monster that could have a one-shot walker if I had actually rolled all three (laughs) damage die instead of just two of them. (laughs) Because whenever you're a level one D&D character, you know this, but for those that are, you know, anime-only nerds and don't get into other fandoms, um, you should try out D&D. It's fun. If you have a local game shop, go check it out. (laughs) But... Yeah, it was, I completely got off on a tangent. But anyway, so I'm going to send you her character sheet that I made for her because she, um, again, she waited until the very last moment. Actually, no, I did send it to you. Oh, you you. did send me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the, I don't make mind up. (laughs) I didn't get the story behind it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she, so on... Um, Monday, because we did D&D this past Friday. So on the Monday before the session, I was like, hey, so listen, if you're serious about playing, like we need to talk about your character. And she was like, I don't know what I want to play. And I'm like, all right, let me send you critical roles, handbook or helper videos, because it literally breaks down everything. And I center all the videos that you know are important to learn like combat how combat works um how spell combat works if she wanted to be a spellcaster although if you're just starting D, being a spellcaster is incredibly difficult <laughs> but how, however i digress and so i sent her like five videos just like help her get used to everything and did not watch them whatsoever did no work into a character at all we did not even speak anymore until that friday and so she showed up and she was like all right i'm ready to play and i was like hang on so i real quickly just went into D beyond <laughs> drew up a character sheet made that name up on the spot <laughs> because of course i did <laughs> And just, like, made up some roles in my head that would work for, like, a level three cleric. <laughs> just keep them all in there. And then I sent her the character sheet. 
And she, having never looked at the character sheet before, is like, how do I read this? Well, first of all, your name's up at the top. And she looks at it. She just goes. (laughs) And she was like, why? I said, this is what happens whenever you don't give me anything. Like, I will bullshit you a character, but you're the one that has to live with the consequences. (laughs) You made this decision. You made your bed. Now go lie in it. Yeah. Yeah. And now her character is going to be the sacrifice for the group <laughs> in the next session. Because now that she's actually gotten into it, she legitimately wants to give D&D a go and like make her own character and all of that. Yeah. So part of the bit of the session is whenever you're going through the basement portion of the module, um, spoilers for Curse of Strahd for anybody that's never run it, so go ahead a couple of minutes. <laughs> but whenever you go through the basement, as you go through it, you run across a ritual chamber, and cultists, like, apparate out of the ground. Now, they're, like, they don't attack. They're harmless. But they're, you know, chanting for a sacrifice, And there are two options. You can either, A, make a sacrifice. It doesn't matter what. Reading through the module, you can either, you know, it doesn't matter if you sacrifice a pet, just some sort of meat, or a human. Like, it doesn't matter. It just demands a sacrifice. It just doesn't specify what. Which, as as a DM, is (laughs) incredibly hilarious. To leave things unspecified to let us determine what is or isn't a sacrifice. (laughs) But her husband watched the same video on the death house that I did of like how to change it up and make it more of an adventure rather than just a pure slog of combat and trying to TPK the party. So he knows what consists of the basement and what happens if you don't make a sacrifice. Because if you go into the ritual chamber and try to leave, a giant shrub tree swamp monster type thing comes up out of the ground and tries to kill you. (laughs) But if you make a sacrifice, you get to leave the house just fine. (laughs) But also (laughs) look for an ant that's like crawling on the wall. literally it just says a sacrifice it doesn't matter what just a sacrifice i'm like sacrifice your lunch (laughs) (laughs) pull out some beef jerky and like set it on the altar you know what give gold like it yeah literally doesn't specify just fucking make a decision man (laughs) oh but i also love the fact that if you try to run away from the shrub tree swamp monster thing and you get up to the upper floors it doesn't chase you but the house turns into fucking monster house that was a scary film i mean for kids that's terrifying Isn't that awful? <laughs> but yeah like if you bust through the wall you unleash swarms of rats anywhere where there are electronics they start billowing smoke that will disorient you and do 1d6 damage yeah. like there is so much shit that can go wrong with it and it's like it's great and the entire thing is designed to get your characters from level one to level three preferably in one session the fact that mine got split into two however something good is coming out of it so i'm you know very pleased that you and i get to work on that little side project yeah but it's still the fact that we only got that much done but it's fine it's fine. Everything's fine. 
Oh. But yeah, speaking so there's of, the D&D rant. Yeah. Oh, do what? I was going to say, speaking of trees that move to kill people, that was a stretch. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. I keep, I keep hearing squeaks. They have stopped. The squeaks have stopped. <laughs> Mother has caught on to a trick. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> love it yeah uh demons like teeth we were gonna talk about the teeth and then we tangented <laughs> adhd yeah 100 <laughs> percent. okay so um chicken hats let's just yeah Okay, um, so yeah, teeth. Explain this to me <laughs> because I, I now need to know. If you're not caught up on all of our Demon Slayer shit at this point, we have had several episodes. Go watch the shit, and yeah, just go watch Demon Slayer. Shit's good. It's a good shonen. Go watch it. Yep. <laughs> end of review. So. End of review. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the teeth. So the reason. <laughs> This is so, this is an ADHD connection, okay? Uh-huh, yeah. But, oh, now I need my character list filled up because names are hard. Um, uh, Genya. Uh-huh. He, when we first see him in this section of the anime, he has a tooth missing. And then he grows back his tooth and it's like the first, like, hint of abilities that he's going to have later on throughout the season. Um, and <laughs> I was watching a video of Bondi Vet, <laughs> which is like an Australian vet TV show um, on YouTube. There's like full episodes. And there was this alligator who had like a hole in its jaw. And so the vet was like, ah, oh, well, alligator they, like, reabsorb their teeth. I don't know if it's an alligator or a crocodile. One of them. They reabsorb their, or reabsorb their teeth up to 50 times in their lifetime, and then they'll just grow new ones, and everyone that they grow new, that they grow back, is bigger and bigger and bigger. And so he thinks, he's like, I think what's happened is that they have, like, this alligator hasn't, like, reabsorbed this tooth. And so a new one's tried to grow in, but it's still got a tooth in the hole. And so he was like, okay, we need to figure out how to sedate this alligator. And so they all like piled on it and they're like wrapping rope around its jaws and duct taping it and tying it to a board and all that jazz. And they finally get it to the point where he can like shove a a Nezuko barrel in its mouth (laughs) to stop it from closing its mouth. And then, and then he goes in and he starts removing teeth and there's four teeth in this one hole that have like, like this big, then this big, then this big, and then the last one's like this big. And um and this alligator just had like this cavity in its mouth because of all of these teeth. And they're like, okay, great, we're gonna rinse it out and then let the alligator go and it'll be totally fine. It can just go live its life. And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. It it I I don't get it. I one hundred percent do not get it. Although you know what I do get? What? Do you know how to tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? It's their noses, right? No, one you see later and one you'll see after a while. Um, I think it's actually 
saltwater and freshwater crocodile that the difference is their noses. But that's a myth because saltwater can go in both salt and fresh. Good luck. Oh. Also, they're like way closer to you. Like gators are like near you. Florida. So they're two states away, but yes. But like that's <laughs> near. I mean do you you have do you have scary animals in your area of your neck of the woods? I mean bobcats, bears, mm. shit like that. I'm surrounded by mountains, so you know, mountain life that would, you know, prefer to make a big old kind of uh, grizzly bears, black bears, brown bears. Mm. No polar Same bears, which are the biggest fucking assholes out of the bunch. Yeah. Well, we don't even get polar bears up here. They're further north. Yeah, polar bears, like, doing research on those motherfuckers, those things are scary. Yeah, but we do, I think there's been the occasional grizzly, like a polar grizzly offspring. Interesting. That have been I bet around. that would be incredibly unique to see. I think they're sustainable. You know, like where you have like a a donkey and a whatever and they can't make a mare or whatever and they can't rebreed. You know what? A a mule. A mule can't breed with a mule or make more mules or something. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think Prizzlies can breed with Prizzlies and make more Prizzlies. So I think they can be their own species. Interesting. That may have been a hoax, though. I mean... (laughs) Sounds like something Senku could teach us. Right? Yeah. (laughs) But that was last week. Senku's done teaching us things. Yeah. Until October 12th. Then they'll be back to teaching us things. Then we're back in school. Yeah. Everybody got their number two pencils. Uh, Oh. I I don't. I I got a can of liquid death. Does does that work? I I got a controller. (laughs) I have one of those too, somewhere. Um, I got mouse. I got. Oh, shouldn't move that. That's moving too much. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have this too. Hang on. Um, ah! Yeah, this is a thing that I have. It is incredibly inconvenient to see out of, but I mean, <laughs> it works nonetheless. <laughs> Easy. All I have to do is get a cheap uh, Amazon costume, and I have my Halloween costume. I was going to say, the... <laughs> easy Halloween costume right there. Yeah, and it lights up if I actually put batteries in it, but I cannot be bothered as of yet. <laughs> you have to get a um, katana. I do have to get a katana. You know what? Since it's Demon Slayer, I might as well just wear this for the rest of the episode. I don't know how the audio sounds, but I might as well just wear it for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're in a mosque. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. I can breathe again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's basically all I was thinking of during that entire section of the anime. was alligator teeth. Just alligator teeth? Alligator teeth. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think, ugh, I guess we could just hit the main points of this season because all of the groundwork's already been established. Yeah, um, hot spring scene. <laughs> That's all anybody <laughs> gave a shit about out of the first episode was just the hot spring scene. 
<laughs> oh, so I spoke about my experience going to see the first episode in theaters. Mm. Seeing the whole theater lose their fucking minds over Tanjiro screaming at Mitsuri about her boobs about to fall out was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And it's the way that when he tried to cover them up and he was like, yes, covered. There was no change from beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Did you, uh, did you watch the end credit scene of that episode mm-hmm. whenever fucking Inosuke was on the roof or on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh, I really want to get that as an alarm to wake up to. There's just whispers just like, Psst, hey, you need to wake up. Hey, wake up. Wake up, motherfucker! <laughs> Even earlier on in the episode when he was like, ah, good job, you spotted me! And Tanjiro's like, I'm on my back. <laughs> and just the way everybody else is just like, am I hallucinating? No, I don't think so. Why? Oh, I guess I just missed me imagining Zenitsu or Inosuke on the ceiling. And just the way everybody's head's just like, oh, <laughs> One thing I cannot give Demon Slayer enough credit for is just the faces that they do. Like, the comedic, stupid faces just brings me so much joy. <laughs> I mean, Nezuko had some good ones as well throughout it. Especially, oh, like, yeah. in, the, in the last episode where she's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and her eyes are just, like, black circles. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> or the bit whenever she's little and running it just has the black circles like whatever she was carrying tanjiro on her back at the end of the entertainment district mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just i love it so much Ugh. i think okay. i have that figurine somewhere oh i do i got it right here that's so cute i love it so much but uh yeah main points of this season were two more upper demons um and the sword village (laughs) yeah Um, we got to meet all of the upper ranks of Mm -hmm. the demons um Mm -hmm. upper rank one is fucking terrifying yeah um, so the two thirst traps for the season is upper rank two, Doma. Yeah. Everybody lost their mind over Doma. And then Mr. Haganezuka, <laughs> as yeah. soon as his mask came off, yeah. watching all of the people on Twitter lose their <laughs> mind over this man <laughs> who has been the laughing stock of the entire show, like his bit. Over Tanjiro breaking his swords has been the biggest laughing stock, but the second the mask comes off, everybody is just <laughs> yeah, uh, so bad. <laughs> like none of the fandom has had a fucking drink of water. It was that bad. 
no, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then the so we had the um, robot doll, clockwork doll. Oh yeah. In the first section, and that was how we ended up getting our three hundred year old sword that seems to be uh, either an ancestral or a like friend of a relative, a friend of an ancestral <laughs> inheritance mm-hmm. to Tanjiro. I will refrain from commenting <laughs> <laughs> because I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that, which is like another area of leveling up. But Tanjiro, we didn't, necessarily even get to see him at full whoop, nearly pulled out my hair oh, cable. Easy. <laughs> at full see, I didn't charge my Bluetooth headphones today. So we're cabled up and last week was too much freedom and now I'm back tethered. <laughs> now now you just assume that you have freedom and it's like no 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 no. no. Not today. No. Um but we had oh I forgot what I was gonna say. Why would you make me forget? Uh, <laughs> Oh, jeez, it's gone. It's so gone. No. Nope. Gone. No. Gone forever. Gone forever. Something about a 300-year-old sword. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back. Okay. Um, We didn't even get to see the full progression and growth from Tanjiro from the Entertainment District arc. Because he was still recovering all the way through until this fight. Like, I wouldn't even say he was at 100% strength in the beginning of this fight. He was still... Because not only was he recovering, he then went through brutal training of a 10-year-old child who was like, no, you're not going to eat your drink until you do what I want you to do. Yeah. (laughs) And so he... Was probably, I don't know, 70% um, throughout this entire thing and going down. So at the end of this, if he, whatever recovery he gets, I think it's going to be recovery from this, but also recovery from the Entertainment District arc. Like, he's still got catch-up. Yeah. Um, Which is going to be interesting to see for his strength. And because there was one thing that was said in the beginning was like, that his battles with the upper ranks have. Did you hear that? Uh, it's a no. squeak. squeak. Come here, squeak. Tilly. Come here. I hear Favorite them. bean. I hear them. Is it a Tilly or is uh, it a Fred? Uh, I hear tap taps. Come here. Come here. Tap, 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 tap. Is it Tilly? Hi, Tilly. Bean. Tilly, come here. Come here. You have to come here. Come on, closer. No, okay, don't run away. Okay, she <laughs> ran away. <laughs> I was going to scoop her and she was like, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. <laughs> Nope, not today. No. Sorry, mom. You don't. No. You don't okay. get it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> One of these days, I'll get the dogs on the camera. 
<laughs> oh, we haven't had that since the streaming era. I know, I know. Ugh. I'll have to get more used to being down here. They're not used to navigating in this area because... Excuse you. <laughs> Come in. No. <laughs> She's like, I want you out, not the other way around. <laughs> oh, I love them. <laughs> Love them. Love them. Kind of love them. Uh, it helped me get through the D&D session. <laughs> Coming from everywhere. What do you want? It's not dinner time for another hour and a half. What? She's just creeping at me from around the door. <laughs> Come in. Come in. No. Okay, then. Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I'm editing none of this. <laughs> Everybody gets to hear the dogs trying to take over the podcast. <laughs> Telling you're just going to have to deal with it, okay? I'll just... <laughs> like 15 more minutes. Can we... You don't need to... Oh, you, you knocked the door thing. Good job. I love it. <laughs> Oh, bless her. (laughs) (laughs) Tilly, what is it? Come here. No, okay. Okay, maybe we'll record the rest with the door open. That's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Are you chill, my guy? Yeah, see, it's not so bad in here. It's just a closet. Yeah, it's okay. You want to come in? Come show Brad. Come in. Come in. No, okay. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> okay, demon slip. Demon slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I what love it so much. What is wrong with you? Come in. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Tilly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This I love is the it. squeak. The squeak. Oh my god, you're pushing my wheelie chair. Come here. It's been so long since I've seen the squeak live on camera. Yeah, there's a squeak. Oh, Tilly. I'm going to have okay. to make a trip to Canada to meet the bee at yeah, some point. Yeah. Now we can keep recording. She's chill now. Yeah, everything's fine. She just wanted the pets. It's okay. <laughs> The vibe of the podcast just got so yes, much better. Yes, thank you. <laughs> barf, 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 barf. Who's this? Who's this? I. It's Brand. That's Brand. What? I, I don't want kisses. Blim. Yeah. <laughs> Take the blim. Yeah, see Brad? That's Brand. I delete. Hi, hi. That was a drive-by. Unnecessary. <laughs> Oh, there's the other Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ugh. She's precious. <laughs> <laughs> she's annoying. But yeah, she's precious. Uh, she's precious until you live with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big fan. Big fan. Ugh. Uh, so, I, yeah, lost the plot. Where were we? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, we've already covered the plot. Okay, okay, great. Cool. <laughs> Bye. No, no, not that plot. We've already covered the plot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> fair. Get yeah. it? Because it was a bit over covering the plot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, okay, so then we have so we have three hundred year old sword. We have hot springs. We have face reveal. Um, we got to like fully get to know uh, Muichiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like backstory. full character arc, all mm-hmm. of that whole nine yards. Got his memories back. He's mm-hmm. no longer a fuzzy headed boy. Nope. Nope. We got um, Mitsuri's backstory. Yeah. Which. <laughs> it's. She doesn't need anything. This is just for attention. <laughs> but, Mom. <laughs> but come play with me. Come, come on. They didn't get a walk today, which is probably the. The crux of it all is they're like, take me for a walk. And I'm like, I can't take two golden retrievers for a walk when I have a broken arm. So, yeah, no. That, I 100% understand as to why. Yeah. And they're, they're good on leads. Like, they're they're well-trained, but they see a squirrel. Yeah. Or another dog. <laughs> they're local friends. Then, uh, oh, no. I, I 100% get it. Gracie, Walker and Bree's miniature uh, golden doodle. Mm. She, like, we have deer that come through our backyard. Mm -hmm. And so if she sees one, sees anything, like, she just bolts. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, like, especially if they're out of town and I'm the one that's keeping an eye on the dogs, I have to, like, put her collar on her. Mm -hmm. I never have to, like, hit the shock button because she knows if she hears the beep, she best come running. Mm -hmm. But there was one day she took off and I hit the beep and it was like a big old loop. (laughs) She, she yeah. took off and heard the beep. It's like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, ours, I mean, we don't use shock collars for ours. They're very good. And we're not in an, like, I think we're in an area where, like, dogs have to be trained very well mm-hmm. because we have moose, beaver, uh, bears, coyotes, like, like working dogs as well, like huskies and stuff that are like, they're a bit more like wild, I guess. Yeah. Wolves. Mm-hmm. Like we've got the whole nine yards around here and we do have a deer trail that goes through town as well. So we do get some pretty big game, like walking through town. So like there's no outdoor cats and small dogs aren't really outdoor dogs um, either. So, I mean, we wouldn't even put the goldens out without them being, you know, with a human yeah um because yeah so so our girls are pretty pretty well trained um but yeah still on my own I, i'm not gonna risk it oh no 100 percent. do not blame you whatsoever <laughs> uh, one at a time one at a time yeah but you can't leave one golden at home by themselves fair enough <laughs> no they, they will lose their shit it's not that they'll destroy anything or something. They'll just be sad and give you puppy eyes and then you'll be sad. And that's, oh yeah. But then you got one that's happy until you leave with the other one and then they're going to be then sad again. Sad. <laughs> and then the neighbors then text you like, happy. this one's whining. Why is it whining? They're like, because I took <laughs> the other one for a walk. 
I can only take one at a time. Mm-hmm. Would you my like light... to take the doggos for a walk? <laughs> my light is squealing. I think that it's got electricity in the cable. Funny that. Electricity in the cable? What? <laughs> how, how, how does that work? <laughs> I don't um, understand wiring. <laughs> no. But then, okay, so what's next? Kind of not much. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fight scenes. Um, very well animated fight scenes. Very well animated fight scenes. Uh, Tanjiro learns fucking thunder breathing. Yeah. Um, kind of it, really. Like, I mean, and then Nezuko is like able to walk in the sun. But like, Demon Slayer has a way of lingering on certain aspects of the story without becoming redundant or like boring or repetitive. Yeah. It's. They do a very good job of making you sit in a feeling for a long time and really process that feeling. It's something that I've actually commented on on a couple of animes in the past where I've been like, I wish they gave us more time to sit in that feeling because they created such a powerful emotion for us and then we held it for a second and then we're off on the next thing. And I'm like, I I wish they had taken a moment to really pause on that emotion that they've so successfully made us feel um, and Demon Slayer is very good at making you pause on that emotion, really feel it, start processing it, understand the depth of the gravity of the situation, and then taking you on the rest of the story. So throughout the episodes, there's not much that happens in regards to plot. It could be summarized in an episode or two, but because they really give you that um, full well-rounded full-bodied story it takes the length of time but it doesn't feel like it drags yeah because i saw a lot of people complaining in the episode where we got tokito's backstory where Mm. everybody was just like this is like where's the fighting Mm. like that's all we give a shit about with the show and then everybody else is just like no fuck y'all like that's what makes demon slayer good is it actually like rounds off everybody's characters yeah yeah Yeah, funnily enough in a good comparison to last week with dr stone we were talking a lot about having characters that didn't that had been in the show for a long period of time and still didn't have like weren't full rounded characters not even like they didn't have established backstories or anything they were just like kind of one trait and one trait on their own whereas demon slayer very quickly establishes a character and gives them depth of emotion, even if they don't give them a backstory and and a prospects, even even if they're just like a character that's only supposed to be in it for a half of an episode, they still give those characters full perspective of the situation and of their position in their life and how they are placed within the world. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> So they, so as a viewer, you have, I'm covered in dark hair. Sorry. Perks of having goldens. Yeah. Nice hoodie, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I wonder where I got it from. It's totally not like this was one that was gifted, gifted to me by my bestie or anything. It's not like this is, the drama. The drama. (laughs) 
so much drama. So much drama. They don't need to go out. I let them out literally right before we started recording. It's because they want their dinner, which is in an, an hour, hour and 15, 15 minutes. minutes. They need to chill. They need I, to chill. I think you have two overgrown cats. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Tilly is such a cat. She does that thing where she like winds in between your legs and then like brushes up against you like we she's a cat she's not a dog <laughs> i love that yeah yeah she's fully a cat and like she <laughs> she does that thing where like i'll whistle for her to come and she had the best um uh like call response out of all of our dogs up until i left for toronto come back and i whistle now and she looks at me and she goes no, and then just keeps going. <laughs> I've been you trying no to train it back into. Her. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to train it back into her, and she's like, "No." But Fred, Winifred, Freddie, win-win, whatever. Um, she is. Uh, she's way way better at it, and she's only started learning my whistle since I came back after surgery. So she will like as soon as I whistle, she'll come. Although she doesn't always come right close because she's scared of everything like the fly screen that I pulled across the door this morning terrified <laughs> my mum's ironing board terrified the fridge door when it opens terrified nah Jill's is just having her uh she's just having her moment <laughs> of her rebellious teenager phase oh yeah yeah but that's the thing when you get rescues is they have interesting quirks yeah which I mean even ones that don't or that aren't rescues like Gracie mm. terrified of people mm-hmm. until she like really gets to know you. Mm-hmm. And she like, she's really gotten to know me since they've moved in next door. But even still, there are times where like, if I have a hat on or a hoodie, mm-hmm. like fucking hates me. Yeah. Yeah. Like heaven it. forbid, whenever we went to go get sushi on my birthday and they gave me like a giant chef's hat. Mm-hmm. I walked in and she lost her fucking shit whenever she know. saw me. A hat. You are a different <laughs> species. What are you? Which it got bad too. Um, whenever or before I trimmed my beard up this last time, because I guess my beard had just gotten so long to the point where she was like, upside down hat. Fuck you. <laughs> like, that's the only way I know how to describe it. Because yep. it would take her quite a bit to get used to me. And then now it's just immediate comes up to me, tries to tackle me. But she's a miniature golden, so not too awful much she can do until, you know, she goes flying into places that shouldn't be flown into. <laughs> oh. It's me, Moozer. Hello, Mom. Yeah, she's gone on a um, business trip in Saskatchewan and she's telling me it's as flat as a pancake she's got a room on the 24th floor so she has lots of view and it's just flat um like well yeah that's kind of what Saskatchewan is known for oh yeah just flat that that is flat flat she going to see the twins while she's there (laughs) they're not in Saskatchewan (laughs) There are a few prices over from that. <laughs> I don't know Canadian geometry. <laughs> one province over. My mom went one province over. The twins are like five and uh, and another amount of provinces over. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm just sitting here bullshitting. Um, but yeah, so... Um, uh, lost the plot again. Did you cry? No, I got a little bit welled up, but I didn't cry this time. And I think it's because I'm kind of... I don't want to say I'm used to Demon Slayer, but like... You get adapted to the intensity of Demon Slayer. I mean, I understand that. It's mm. for me, I like I cried during that bit in the manga. Mm. And I I mean, obviously I cried whenever I watched it the first time because it just like it just sucked me into that emotion all over again because I remembered how I felt reading those panels. Mm-hmm. And like granted, they gave you like they made you sit in it a little bit, but the manga made you sit in it. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things of like I guess it just took me back to like having to just sit in it in the manga to where it's just like I cried again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did like how I did like how this season we got a really good established difference between where um Tanjiro's at and where the Hashira are at because mm-hmm. at the end of the last season there kind of are those lingering thoughts of like ah oh, he just you know took down one of the upper rank demons like he could potentially like there's a spot kind of available like is there a entryway for him and this season gave him that even more experience. It gave him a weapon that is reliable now and like all of this extra stuff and has well-rounded his character to make it more of a thing of like of a clear trajectory that was mm-hmm. kind of questionable towards the end of the last arc. And the entire next arc is mm-hmm. going to simply be that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be getting all of the rest of the Demon Slayers on Hashira levels. hmm Yeah. Because it's, the arc is literally called the Hashira training arc. Yeah. So everybody gets to go through training sessions with each of the Hashira until you pass to their satisfaction. Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. So that's going to I can't give wait us... to see how they animate it. No, I'm excited for that because it's going to give us some, um... Emotional recovery time as a viewer, it's going to take things away from the heaviness somewhat. I I don't expect Demon Slayer to ever be completely away from the heaviness. It's kind of one of the core aspects of the show. But it's going to lean more into the comedic side, which is one of the reasons why we all fell in love with the show in the first place, was this um, strong... (laughs) 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 Was this strong comparison between the intense comedy and within the next second, heart-wrenching, um, okay, Pip, what? <laughs> the drama. <laughs> this is the most, the most dramatic episode of the podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> okay, I need to go, I'm going to go see what's up. I think it's okay. just attention. But... <laughs> You're good.
Hop, hop. Hop, hop. Come on. Hop. Hop. We have both. Hop. You want to show Brad. I want to show Brad you. Double you got to show Brad you. Give me your legs. Oh, careful on my arms. Hey, give me your legs. Give me your legs. No, you're going to just sit on the floor. Okay. Find them. Okay, we have a pip. But we don't. We have a Fred down here as well. Come in. Hop up. Come in. You gotta come. Come in. There we go. A Fred. Hey. For a second. <laughs> Momentary Fred. <laughs> the drama. Drama queens. They are. You and this is this is what the fuss is about. That's what all of the commotion is about. <laughs> Oh no, a toy. The elephant. A... Oh no. Oh no. Ugh. Okay. So, and they got scared because the chair hit the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to give us a good break from the intensity of the last um, couple of cores. Although I don't expect it to take away all of that intensity, but it's also going to give us a good amount of time for recovery for our characters because our characters have just been through the ringer so much that they need a chance to process everything that's happened. Um, And I'm looking forward to that happening and, and to training further and seeing where all of this experience has gotten them to. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that in the next arc. Um. And I think it's going to be very interesting now that we have an established plot line as to what is expected around Nezuko being able to survive in the sunlight. Yeah, this is this is the last break mm-hmm. that the show will take. Because in the manga, the Hashira training arc is like five chapters. Mm-hmm. It is minuscule. Mm-hmm. And then it's like foot on the gas the rest of the way. And that was one of the things that I personally had an issue with, with the manga was just like from this moment on, it's like no slowing down. It's like, let's finish this shit instead mm-hmm. of like some of the stuff having room to breathe and all these other things. So it's, I don't know, like I'm excited to see it animated. I'm excited to see how they stretch certain things out and how they go about doing certain things. And to see if they will make up for the, um, like how, I guess, robbed mm. it kind of felt with the rest of the stuff from the manga. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, that's just me. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a good opportunity to catch up, um, things that were missed i know that yeah there are things that i've seen around people being like oh i wasn't included and and stuff and so yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see yeah questions a lot of questions will be answered in the next bit Mm -hmm. and they definitely start trying to wrap up loose ends from where the hashira training arc ends and where the last two arcs begin Mm-hmm. Because there are literally two arcs left after the next one. Yeah. So we, we are counting down. And I think the uh, 
Infinity Castle War arc, I think they're splitting up into three films. Okay. Because it's three major fights with everybody divided amongst those three fights. Mm. So I think they're splitting it up into three films. That way every fight kind of has like a full feature length films worth of time given to it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I'm here for it because I was curious while reading through it how they were going to divide everything up. Because mm-hmm. in the manga, like, there was no divider in between those battles. It was, this one happens, and then you go to this one, and then this one happens, and then everybody that's left kind of meets in the middle at the end mm-hmm. to go into the last arc. So I'm very curious to see, like, how they take care of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I still think that Demon Slayer has been remarkably good at holding itself to its own standard, and I hope that it continues to do that throughout the rest of the uh, throughout the rest of the show. I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. If you've listened to this episode and you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Yeah, and <laughs> it's just it's one of those things to where I feel like if this show had been done by any other studio. Mm. We wouldn't hold it to such a regard. Yeah. But the fact that Ufotable has done everything that they've done with it, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, it is a very good anime. Story's decent, but very, very good anime for all that it's worth. Yeah, they really chose a direction and stuck to their guns with it. They, And that goes for, like, art style, for, you know, comedic timing, for how they were going to portray the intensities of all the emotions, like the everything that they went through, they chose a specific style and they have been so consistent with it, even with budget increases and, you know, lengthening more demands from the audience, like all of this pressure that's been put on them as a team. I think they've generally done remarkably well with keeping consistent. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things I expect nothing less from Ufotable, seeing all the stuff that they've done with the Fate series along mm-hmm. with other projects. But I'm very glad that they are doing this justice, unlike, you know, what's coming to an end in about a month. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's fine. I'm still not angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say in regards to this season. I don't either. What do you rate it? Um, oh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you rate that? I don't. Um, again, I I feel like I'm manga jaded mm. with my answers for this. Um, I uh, I am I so want to give it an eight and a half. Okay, but I. I eight. <laughs> okay. I I want to give it an eight and a half so bad because the animation's good. Um, Millet and Man on a Mission for the OPs and EDs, great. It's just uh, again the story's decent. It's the animation and everything else that makes it incredible. Mm, yeah. So I deduct points for the story, other than making me cry. <laughs> 
I am kind of with you. I'm gonna give it that 8.5 though on a rare occasion when I rate it higher than you do. Um, because, first of all, I haven't read the manga, so there's that. But, um, I, I don't know, I just, I, some of my favourite, like, I love Zenitsu and Onosuke, and they were hardly in it this season, that's no fault of the anime, like, that's how this story kind of goes, but, like, I like them, they're some of my favourite characters, they went in it as much, that made me sad. Um... <laughs> The, I also, I'm not a huge, I mean, this is like, like, the fight scenes are sick, but that's not my personal preference as to what I like with the show. Like, the fight scenes are not the priority of the show to me. They mm -hmm. are cool and visually amazing, and, um, you know, they give you that sense of satisfaction, the action, they make you hang on the edge of your seat or whatever, but, like, what I enjoy more is the interactions between characters that are just like kind of silly and or like heartfelt connection building like with them trying to make friends with people who don't want to be friends with you or like you know that's the aspect the social aspect of the anime is where my enjoyment factor comes from and although this season did have quite a bit of that it I don't think it had as much to make me as like happy as like other seasons and I think that's just because the story is getting more and more intense and you know so it's one of those things where it's like it's a personal thing and yeah. I don't think it's like a the I don't think it negates the anime at all but it does affect my personal opinion of the show oh 100 percent. like I 100 percent understand where you're coming yeah. from I am very curious to get into your thoughts whenever we actually sit down to cover the Shibuya incident for JJK. Mm. Because I'm curious how, like, if we will be having a very similar conversation to what we are currently having, or if you'll be a lot more intrigued with the fight scenes and whatnot mm. coming from that. We'll have to find out. That we shall. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's everything for me. That's everything for me. What do we have on the schedule for next week? Because um, I haven't fucking no looked at a thing. Mm -hmm. Spreadsheet. Um. Let's see here, we've already done Yamada. Um. Harry Potter One Punch Man mashup. Or do you want to do a uh, Stardew Valley simulator? Oh, either one. You pick. Uh, um, Harry Potter. All right. Mashal it is. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this. It's going to make me very happy. <laughs> Such excitement. Hopefully we don't have dog interruptions next week. Or at least if we do, they're minimal. Yeah, you know what? I'll allow it. It'll be fine. Because a lot of that's being left in. So everybody at home gets to enjoy the doggos. Dog Thank you all. Yeah. Now, typically, they're quiet. <laughs> yeah, as we wrap up the episode, I love it. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We have socials everywhere BNB Anime, uh, Blues Lavenders, Brad Garen. Uh, You'll find us wherever you want to find us. Website, YouTube, all that shit. 
Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.